0: Your attention, please. The Walt Disney World Railroad now boarding for a scenic trip around the Magic Kingdom. Lord. Brad, I got probably the best news of the last year this week. Fantasmic. Oh, well,
1: the the best news so far, man. Come yeah. on, let's 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 so, hope for even more
0: so yeah Fantasmic is coming back in November which initially I was like oh no Uh, what if it what if it doesn't come back but I realized that I'm staying into December so I as long as it opens in November I will definitely be there when Fantasmic is open but yeah it's coming back in November 2022 so thank you thank you thank you as as long as it doesn't get delayed, but that's okay. Disney's never delayed an opening for anything. How so. could they possibly delay Fantasmic any longer? Right, well, I I agree. What else do they need to do?
1: Oh man, no. I'm I was super pumped when I when I saw this. You know, conveniently from you because I assume that you had like alerts ready to go off because I I had All somebody else. I had somebody else message me, hey, did you see the Fantasmic News? And I'm like, yep, because as soon as it dropped, Jeremy texted me. Half a second later. Right? But, no, I, I, I'm i excited. I do wish that they would actually, you know, nail down a date. Yeah, it's um, weird that
0: they didn't do that.
1: But I guess that there's some reasoning for that. I I don't know. Are they afraid that people will actually want to come see it or something? <laughs> Heaven forbid you give it to them early enough where they could still, you know, just make your reservations for the entire month of November. Then you'll definitely get to come and see it or something. I, I don't know, but whatever, it's coming back. That's it. That's exciting. Now we'll just wait to see how they've uh, gutted it. I mean, wait, how <laughs> it's how it's going to be so awesome. Ha, 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 I'm, ha, ha, ha.
0: I'm, I'm pumped for it. So the the other thing though is on the uh on the opposite side of the spectrum disney has also filed permits to start construction on splash mountain and i really just need it to be open for like 6 more weeks before they start they close it and turn it into tiana's uh, bayou adventure i mean oh my gosh i think
1: that it's going to be open because i think they're going to want something to eat crowds throughout the holiday season and to close it like the from what i've seen i think the permits are good through june or something like that so i suspect that they would they would leave it open you know maybe close it between the holiday season and the spring break season hmm. you know cuz i there's always some there's always something to say you know we should keep it open to to eat crowds for this but the holiday season is just so huge that's true i mean there's also, you know, the I guess the the flip side of that coin is who really wants to get wet uh, when In it's the winter. when it's colder outside. Yeah. Uh, you don't get you don't get
0: too wet on Splash Mountain. It's not not like Cali River. I, f- I
1: feel like you sh- I feel like you should be okay. Yeah, I hope so. But now, also, I will say that you know one thing that I didn't we didn't talk about uh, last week is they've basically already started construction on Splash Mountain by allowing that ride to fall into such disrepair (laughs) that it is.
0: They're letting nature do the, do the demo.
1: That's what it, that's what it feels like. So the last two times I've ridden splash on this trip and the previous trip, it's been at night and there are chunks of the ride that you don't get to see because there's just no, like I see where the lighting is, but the there's no bulbs or they're not turned on or whatever it might be, which is just so odd to me. And you see backstage areas because there are lights on in different backstage areas. Hmm. So you, you notice, like, exit tunnels and things like that that you wouldn't I, – I don't know. It just – it feels like they're just they, – they've kind of given up or something, which – I don't know. It's just, it's, it's kind of sad. And maybe, maybe I'm reading too much into it, but I definitely don't recall a lot of that stuff being that way before. And so, I don't know. I kind of hope that it's open uh, for you to write it again as well, just so that I can get another person's take on it. And maybe I need to watch some old videos or something. Maybe that's the way that it always was, but I don't know. It, it felt run down. And of course, you know, there's lots of, there were Definitely sections where animatronics just weren't working. Like I remember there was there was one scene with Brer Rabbit in it where like he's saying something, the light never came on on him and he never moved. And I could tell, you know, you could very clearly tell that that was what the scene was designed to do, and it just didn't happen. Hmm. You just you just got the audio cue and that was it.
0: Very much very chucky e. cheese where like it yeah. just doesn't doesn't move.
1: So. I don't want to rain on your parade there and you know even getting to see it in in some form is better than not getting to see it again but it's just it, I don't know I I just wish that it could at least go out with what some form of dignity yeah there you go I, that's the word that I was looking for but I that that doesn't that doesn't seem to be the case from my visits but anyway hopefully hopefully it's still open for you and then shortly thereafter it closes so that way you know whatever future trips you might have planned uh you know in 2025 and beyond yeah you'll you'll be able to ride the new thing which will
0: hopefully all
1: be working yes yeah at, at least if you if you go in the first you know week or three it should be good did i did i tell you okay and this is this is being like super picky i 100 percent get it i i let me let me couch this by saying i love the new uh what the the lights on spaceship earth right like that mm-hmm. is brilliant to me it is so beautiful but there was there was a, there were a couple of bulbs that were out and then there were a couple that weren't responding with the correct colors and
0: is it pretty noticeable
1: uh, i mean it was to me and nancy I didn't say anything to her about it. And she was like, hey, do you notice that one right there is the wrong color? So, but I mean, it's like, it's, it's like having a pixel out. It's like, yeah, I was you about know? to say,
0: it's like when you have a dead pixel, but it's that pixel is the bright green, you know, like when, if a pixel dies, you just pray that it dies black, you know, or gray, exactly. not green. Yeah, and that's, and that's the thing is, like, all
1: the rest of them are red, and that one's green, right. and then when they all change to blue, it changes to red or whatever it might be. And, you know, I I understand why they can't just go replace every, you know, every time one goes a little wonky, pay to have somebody go up there and take care of it just for that one or whatever, but at the same time, it's just like, oh, man, this was so cool, and it's still so cool-looking, but... I don't know. It those little things kind of nag at me, you yeah. know. But yeah, it's still it's still better than Splash Mountain. So there's there's that. <laughs> it's got that. Maybe it's all about
0: where you set your expectations
1: yeah. at or something, you know.
0: The eye of the beholder, stuff like that.
1: Yes, yes, something like that.
0: So last week you were ta- lamenting uh, about Genie Plus and we got some news this week that made me very happy to have pre-purchased Genie Plus with my tickets for the $15 a day and that's because Disney is now doing date-based variable pricing for Genie Plus and we've already seen it hit $20 per person uh per day. So not only now can you not buy Genie until the morning of uh it could be any amount of dollars it seems like uh, and and I'm really happy that I have, you know, even if I don't need it for all seven days, I have it at $15 per person per day. And hopefully that will end up actually saving me, you know, some money. Because you can bet your bottom dollar that it is never going to go below $15 per person per day. Uh, but will probably climb much higher than that.
1: Yeah. So they said, what, $15 to $22 per day. And then later people started noticing that in the fine print it said for the month of October. (laughs) So that means we also reserve the right to go even higher when it gets to the holiday season. So no, I think you I think you made out like a bandit on this, which I am so I'm super happy for you because we both know I would have never pre-purchased based on, you know, based on the way things were because I was like, "Eh, you don't need to pre-purchase. You can decide day of if you're going to if you're going to use it. And then they took that away. And it was like, huh, it's kind of weird that they took that away. <laughs> well, now we know why they took it away, because yeah. they were like, hey guys, we are we're selling this too cheap. Just imagine how much more money we could be making on it. And oh man. It, what? So that went up. Lightning lanes are are headed up. Climbing, yeah. Because th- all the all the prices increased on those. And then it just like everything was going up like the cost of sodas went up the cost of refill mugs went up the cost of a lot of food went up Mm -hmm. you know they didn't they didn't raise ticket prices but they raised ticket prices yeah right yeah because they they raised everything around your ticket price and then in a couple of months they'll raise the ticket price as well don't don't doubt everybody. Like if you're going to go, you should go ahead and buy your tickets now because they're they're about to get more expensive. But man, that was that was just wild. The amount of stuff that went up all at the same time. And this hi oh man, I just I I am so not a fan of this variable pricing. And again, with it being table stakes to get genie plus uh, table stakes with small children is the caveat that i will make i know for you table stakes just full stop and i you know that's cool but for me i can i'm willing to wait in a line i'm just not going to wait in a a line with small children and i you know there's possibly like magic kingdom or something if you want to be able to do the entire park in one day you might have to buy this but i was just you know after i saw this i went so for the 3 of us, you know, myself, my wife and my daughter, uh to to get our Genie Plus, we paid $45 before tax, right, each of those days, and that would have could have been as high as $66 per day. That's a yeah. So that's what a 21 is it a $21 increase? Mhm. Yeah, $21. Per day, day yeah, that would have been added, and we got like three days of that. So that would have been like an extra sixty bucks on something that was already I felt like way overpriced. But I guess (sighs) I guess they can get more money out of it, and so they're gonna get more money out of it. And I I don't know. Maybe they'll. You know what? Honestly, at this point, I am kind of to the point where I want. Genie Plus to be $70 a day. <laughs> yeah. Yes, because yeah. Because what I want is I want Genie Plus to be something that the vast majority of people aren't getting so that way we can go back to like pre fast pass or you know the 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 post fast pass free pre lightning lane world where the lines were reasonable and the lines moved regularly.
0: Yeah, I think we I think we said that when we were first talking about uh, Genie Plus and how cheap it was. It's it's too cheap to be what it is. If you're going to do paid fast pass, you need to do what like SeaWorld and Universal do and actually make it a hurdle to to purchase. Make it there needs to be more friction involved. But Disney doesn't want that. They want everybody to buy it and because i like well this is a way for them to not raise ticket prices but still raise ticket prices you know not only increasing the price of literally everything in the park but to also increase the price of genie plus you're you're basically if genie plus is table stakes you're basically increasing the price of tickets by seven dollars per person uh, without actually increasing ticket prices that way they can say it's still only quote in in the biggest quotes ever 120 something dollars for magic kingdom for one day um and then you know you can buy this 22 two dollar add-on if you want to yeah i just i the optics of it are better if it's a oh, separate I, I charge. I know, I
1: know. But it just, it irritates me so much because... Oh, me too. If you, if you make it like $70 a day or $50, I don't know, whatever that number is, where there are still people, there are still plenty of people who are going to buy it, but not so many that it tanks the standby wait times and everything, right? Like, then you create essentially your your standard experience and your... First class experience, right? Right, like the the first class experience is where you are paying that extra seventy dollars per ticket per day to to bypass all the lines, or you can have the standard experience, which is you are going to wait in a standby line and it's it's going to take longer, but it'll move and everything. But meanwhile at the at the pricing that they're offering it at right now, you have your standard experience, which is if you have Genie Plus. And then you have your steerage experience, which is, I guess you can come in if you want to, you unwashed masses. Well and that's you know, but, the but don't part. but don't
0: expect us. We'll let you on a ride maybe the The tricky part to charging the fifty or 70 a hundred dollars for it is making sure the standard experience is good. You need to have good and better, not good. Or not terrible and good, so you by charging more, you need to then figure out how to make the regular person's experience still good. They do; they don't have to have a great time, but they still have to be able to have a good time because you're charging so much more t- for you know Genie Plus. Y- you can't have steerage anymore. You you have really good, and you have just regular good but you right can't but, do but we've steerage.
1: seen but we've seen that you know wait times can be reasonable like the lines will be longer but the wait times can be reasonable yeah.
0: without well, the existence of of fast pass and we've also kind of seen and i didn't ask you about this last week because i forgot to but did you see standby times being massively overestimated Oh, 100%. Okay. Cuz yeah, that's been a, another complaint of Genie Plus is that standby times are like sometimes 50% overestimated in a way to ostensibly get people to buy Genie Plus. Right. Yeah. I mean, now So that's, if you see if you see just to put this into perspective, if you see a 45-minute posted wait, the wait's more like 30 minutes or 20 minutes.
1: Right. And and that's not something new for Disney. They always or, or pretty consistently overestimate wait times. But I think the level to which they're overestimating their wait times well, has in, has increased because, you know, before it was like you'd get on an extra five, maybe 10 minutes early. And, yeah, now it's more like, oh, look, we're 15 minutes over but,
0: or, you know, quicker than what they said we were going to But be. when you don't have a paid thing, a paid thing that people can buy to make the line shorter, that doesn't matter. You can right? overestimate and what we used to say. You and I both used to praise them for under-promising and over-delivering. You get in a one-hour line, and you only wait 45 minutes. Everyone's happy. It, literally everybody's happy. Oh, that didn't take us an hour. Cool. We're, we are done with the ride and out in line for something else in less time than it said we were going to wait. That makes everybody happy. But when you have a service that you can pay for that shortens the line, that overestimation of time becomes a selling tool, and that's when it starts rubbing people the wrong way. Because then it's like, oh, you see, ooh, god, the line is ninety minutes. I don't, I can't wait ninety minutes. Everybody, get on your phone and buy Genie Plus, and we'll, you know, we'll get a reservation and come back in an hour or whatever. And then if they, you know, can't get it or whatever, and they get in the line and they're like, okay, I guess we'll just wait ninety minutes, and it ends up being an hour then they're all annoyed that they because, were lied to. Because then to. it's
1: not – yeah, exactly. Then it's not you you uh, under-promise and over or whatever. Then it's not a good thing because, hey, you guys got me out quicker than I thought. It's you greedy yeah. jerks. Yeah, you tried to trick you. me. Exactly, because that's what it feels like is you tried to trick me. And I understand that feeling. And the thing is, like – as much as I want to say, well, you know, that's always been Disney's—the way that they operate is to, to overestimate those times. I agree. They're, you know, like even I—I I am probably leading the charge for. Yeah, but it's also pretty convenient that that would push a lot more people right. towards this paid product. Yep,
0: that's the difference. That's the that's the change. Is that when there's a product that promises to fix a fake issue, an issue that you created, you know, if you go out and and say the wait times are really long, but you sell somebody a solution to long wait times, that's bad.
1: So is there, is there a
0: positive takeaway that we could have off of this genie plus variable pricing? Yeah. Uh, the only positive I can think of is if they ever say like, it will be ten dollars a day. Sometimes, okay. So
1: there, so there's no positive. If, if they dip below,
0: saying. yeah. If they would ever dip below the fifteen, if the, if it's truly variable, then make the make the low end less than fifteen. Make it ten to twenty. I just, I know, I, I don't. I, it won't happen. I don't. I think this happen. is a this is a absolute net negative. And I did not expect them to do this so early. Genie Plus has not been around even for a. A year, right? And I just I can't—I yeah, I can't believe I they're doing has, this already. But,
1: and and who knows who knows where it's going to go next? Well, other than up, it, it's definitely going to go up.
0: No, oh, f- yeah, for sure. So one less one less thing I wanted to ask you. So we've been you know for our for our trip making dining reservations, and I had mouse dining. I paid for a month of mouse dining, and I had that thing loaded up with alerts on alerts on alerts, trying to make sure we got La Cellier because we weren't able to get LaCellier initially. Our travel agent couldn't get it, so I had it like alerting for every single night we were there for La And one morning, I woke up, my alarm went off. It 5 30 and I grabbed my phone and I had like 128 text messages from mouse dining and there had and for every single day we're there there had been like 10 dinner reservation dinner time reservations open up and I was like you know very very happy obviously because we got Le Cellier on the night we wanted it originally uh, at a reasonable time I think we got eight o'clock but right. I was going to ask you, well, what the heck happened? What do you think I have happened? no that, clue. That all of a sudden, literally 10 reservations per night uh, at the exact same time all opened up the uh, and, and were available. Well, okay. So did it only happen for Le Cellier? I don't know. I only had Le Cellier alerting. Okay. That's the only thing you had alerting. Ha- it happened for San and Hell Inn. So the one inside the mm-hmm. pyramid. Mm-hmm. that happened over the course of 2 days about a week prior because we did right. have we had alerts for lunch there um mm-hmm. and just over like a course of 2 days a whole bunch of reservations opened uh and they were like it was like 10:30 a.m. and 3:30 p.m. for lunch and then the next so, day was like 10:45 and 3:30 and then they kept inching closer and closer to noon until finally right. we were able to get like 11:30 which is what we wanted. But yeah. that happened, but I didn't I didn't have any other um Epcot uh restaurants alerting on Mouse Dining. So I don't actually know if that happened anywhere else. Yeah.
1: So my thought process is for the uh San Angel Inn, you're probably dealing with like people people making way too many reservations, right? And then just dis- like they just grab everything they can, and then they start sorting through them and going, okay, so what do we want to do and what days do we want to do it? And then they start dropping stuff. Okay. And so sometimes you can you can get pickups like that. And that sounds somewhat like something like that. The Salle, though, almost sounds like maybe they decided to increase the amount of the dining area, like maybe the entire dining room wasn't open and maybe they decided mm. to open more of the dining room to to have that number of uh of reservations suddenly come it was available
0: insane i panicked when i saw 128 texts at the at, like early morning i was my first thought was who died you know like right <laughs> and well, it was because, all mouse dining
1: <laughs> right because i mean like what Takumete still isn't open so right. epcot is still not fully open and I it wouldn't surprise me if some of the restaurants aren't operating at a hundred percent capacity not so much because they're trying to keep tables apart from each other anymore but having the people to work you know to to fill yeah. all of those spots maybe is still a little bit difficult for them and so I wonder if something you know they were able to say okay yeah we're gonna have the coverage. To be able to open more of the dining room or something, because that, that's the only thing that I can think of that would allow for that big of a, a shift. Because I don't know, all the ones that I was watching, like that, never happened. But you know, I was also watching like Space Two Twenty and stuff, and I don't know. Strangely, strangely, you don't get a lot of openings. Yeah, uh, for those, it's the darndest thing.
0: Hmm. Well, speaking of places that are weren't fully open but are fully opening. Uh Monsieur Paul in France just recently announced they were reopening. And and I, as soon as they announced uh reservations were available, I grabbed two uh, for Monsieur Paul. And when they reopen, it's a prefix menu. And, you know, I was like, okay, fine, whatever. That's, you know, we're basically, this is going to be Claire and i's last, you know, a, like solo trip for a while probably. And so we're trying to get in all the, super nice dining we wanted and we've never had French food before, really, either right. of us. So that we thought that would be a you know cool experience to have. Uh but the prefix snails, let's go. Right. Um the prefix dining cost, the price, had not been uh announced when I got the reservations. Well, on I think Thursday they announced what the price is. Do you still do you still wait, wait, before before you say the price do you still have this reservation, Jeremy? No, I do not. I canceled them immediately. All right, so that tells us what we're going to be looking at for the price. one hundred, one hundred ninety-five $195 per person. Before, That's a
1: spicy meatball right there, bud.
0: Before tax and gratuity. So with tax and a 20% tip, you're looking at roughly $520 for a meal for two. And I can't. I just... Can't that food would have to be so good <laughs> that uh, I just I couldn't believe it, you know? California Grill right now is prefix. You go, I think it's ninety five bucks a person, and we know when we go, it that's going to be a very expensive meal, and that's going to be our really you know high dollar meal is California Grill because it's prefixed for the fiftieth. We knew that. Yeah, going but that's in. that's nothing. It's no,
1: it's it's ninety. It, yeah,
0: so I just looked it up. It's ninety dollars per adult. Yeah, so. It's like, you know, you could spend 90 bucks there pretty easily, but we know it's just that's what it's going to be, and that's fine. But $200 a person, I can't, I just, I well, can't fathom so that's, spending it's, that.
1: It's $60 more than California Grill, which is, don't get me wrong, that's that's ludicrous, but. It's
0: not. It's $85
1: Oh, wait, no, more. it's $195. Never mind, $105. You could go eat at California Grill twice for what you would be yeah. paying to go to Munch. Is it going to be twice as good? But but
0: Brad, it's one hundred ninety five dollars before tax and gratuity, and you're paying a twenty percent tip. Is this is like when you took your tour? We're talking like how am I going to tip on that if it's a four hundred dollar bill before 20 percent, bud? Yeah, that's eighty dollars. And uh, like at a place like that, I'm assuming like twenty-five percent is probably more what they're thinking about. So that's a hundred bucks plus tax. Like I said, twenty percent, bud. <laughs> that's crazy.
1: <laughs> so I just couldn't even
0: I couldn't even imagine.
1: So Topolino's terrace, right? The filet is fifty six dollars. That's the that's the most expensive thing. And then the uh what the the duck gnocchi is eighteen bucks, so you're sitting at what seventy four dollars at that point. Yeah, you could you could keep adding on, you know. Well, let's just go ahead and you know add on the lobster linguine. That's an extra fifty two dollars, and then you're you know sitting at a hundred and twenty something. Yeah, still
0: not even close to one person, Monsieur Paul
1: right exactly and then and then you know maybe add on a couple of cocktails and like yeah you can get there but it's a it's a long it's a long road yeah. so wow
0: yeah i but couldn't i, I just, don't know
1: maybe now now here's the problem you dropped it and then you're going to see you know
0: some and they're gone i i dropped it and then i thought like maybe you get it back. Cause another thing about that place is if you can't, you have to cancel 72 hours ahead of time. If you cancel right. within 72 hours, it's a hundred bucks a person cancellation wow. fee. So they're getting half of the cost of the prefix menu. If you forget to cancel. And,
1: and if, if <laughs> you were to drop it, you know, it would be immediately picked back
0: up. Yeah, and it, so it, they get a hundred dollars
1: off of you and $195 off whoever took your, your yeah. deal. But yeah, now now the only thing I'm thinking is this is when you're gonna see the reviews for that prefix menu and people being like, "This is a once in a lifetime experience. Right. And it was the best thing I ever ate." Yeah, and you had the chance, Jeremy.
0: I had. Em. And you just let it go, man. Yep, yep. So let me run through what we got and get your, you know, get get your hot takes. So we ha- we have Hoopde Do review. We've Which never I have done never hoop-de-doo. done, but I've always wanted to do. Stoked yeah. about it uh ohana obviously of course got behind the seats so i am doing behind the seats um, man i wanted to like we were we were
1: sitting i was sitting there waiting because nancy had taken the kids on uh living with the land while i was doing my second ride of uh gar- of guardians and so i was sitting there at the exit waiting for them to come off the ride and the bes- behind the seats tour stuff was right there and i was like uh, so want to do that, but again, not not gonna take kids. But I'm super excited. You guys got that?
0: Yeah. Uh, San Angel. Well, San San Angel Inn for lunch. Uh-huh. Got that, and then Teppaneto for dinner, which I'm stoked yeah. about. Teppaneto. That that that'll be fun. Um, we have a reservation for Ogas at, in the afternoon. The last time we went to Ogas, it was like 9 a.m. and neither of us were ready to drink. And so it was like we got overnight oats and some like uh, it wasn't very good. We didn't have a great experience. So we're gonna it's go. It's a cool,
1: it's a cool place, but yeah, you you want to be able to try the drinks. There.
0: Yeah. So we're gonna go back at th- at three p.m. Oh, that's um, a yeah, that's a good time. And then um, we got a we got a reservation at Mama Melrose that night in hopes that um, we can eat there before Fantasmic uh so they're pretty early but that way we can eat dinner and then go head over to Fantasmic. and we've never been to Mama Melrose so I mean, I just want to see how the food is there since It's very good. Tony's very good. is so bad. <laughs> no, no, yeah. It's it's no Tony's man. It's it's good. It's good food. Good. And then we've got Sanaa mm. uh for lunch the next day which I've never eaten there in, in Animal Kingdom villas and then but they have that bread service. It's like a non-service, and it's supposedly like one of the best things at Walt Disney World is the bread oh, service. Yeah. yeah, that and their their butter chicken is ah oh, so good, so good. Then California Grill, obviously, next day we got homecoming for dinner. We're going to do homecoming dinner. Um, and, and how are you going to get
1: your Hallelujah
0: Biscuit at dinner? <laughs> are you going to ask them to, can I order
1: off-menu? Can I order... You know what? Have... It might that might be worth trying. Like, I could see not being able to get the donut, maybe. Yeah. But I bet I bet they still got the pimento cheese and all that stuff in the back all now, day long. We
0: have been there for brunch and we've had the Hallelujah biscuit. So it's not like we're we're missing out on something. We have had that, but we're gonna go for dinner this time. I don't know. I, I say anytime you're not having the Hallelujah biscuit, you are missing out on <laughs> something. But okay, you do you, bud. I don't like pimento cheese though, Brad. Claire loves it, but I don't like pimento cheese, so I'm not oh, missing out on it. so good. Anyway. And then the next day is our last full day, and we got Space 220 and La Cellier, which is going to be a jam-packed food day, and it's going to be way too much food, but that's just how it worked out. Who cares, man? Yeah. <laughs> that's go, go big and then go home. <laughs> yeah. So, and then our tradition is Kona for breakfast on the last day. Now, Kona is closed right now, but they are taking reservations. But there are no breakfast reservations at all available. I can get reservations for our last day for, like, after 11, for lunch and dinner. Mm-hmm. I can get any reservation I want. But breakfast is non-existent. Are they,
1: are they saying that they're going to be open for breakfast those yeah, days? Yeah,
0: they're saying it's, it's fully reopened.
1: So... If it were me, I would I would you know set up your your mouse dining. I do have mouse to, dining. Yeah, to alert you on that, and then I would maybe even plan to go that day and just go to like absolute worst case scenario, Captain Cooks, because mm. you can still get Tonga toast and all that kind of stuff there, because they you know it's it's not like they have their separate kitchen, but the chefs from Kona work. Uh, work Captain Cooks as well. Oh, Okay, uh, you know, as as somebody who deals with allergies all the time, like we we will go to Captain Cooks. And, in fact, we did it this last trip. We went to Captain Cooks and we're like, hey, got these allergies, and the chef comes out and he's like, oh, yeah, and then the he's like, I'm gonna call this other chef, and she comes down, you know, and she's like, yeah, I'm from I'm from upstairs or what whatever, and then you know, like she did a custom thing always. Great, great experience uh with with the chefs there, but yeah there's you can get a lot of the a lot of the breakfast stuff uh you know maybe not the exact same experience, but what that would allow you to do is also go see if you know they could you could get on the uh the waiting the walk
0: up list or anything like that I was that. gonna that's what I was going to say is we'll we'll head over there either way that morning and see if we can just get standby for but it. also don't forget the walk up
1: lists are in the app now. So you can click if you if you open up reserve dining and you click now, it will show you the walk up lists that are currently open. Now, I'm not saying that I wouldn't go to the, you know, uh what, to the host stand or whatever and try to get, even if it doesn't show that there's anything available, just to ask and, you
0: know, do they do they do, see it possibly opening up eyes. anything like that? Do, do, our case. do some puppy dog eyes and plead our case. Yeah, exactly.
1: Them. Whatever, whatever you got to do, you know, uh, our, leave no stone unturned. But as soon as, as soon as you, you know, as soon as you are able, maybe start checking that and trying to get on that walk-up list as well.
0: Our flight leaves us, uh, leaves MCO at two 15. So we got to so be you, on the 11, way 15. at at, yeah, well, or noon. Well, well, are you are you going to take what transportation are you taking? Well, not Magical Express. Well,
1: but if you do uh, Mirrors Connect, they're going to also say three hours. I
0: almost guarantee you. So anyway, Um, we can't afford to do lunch. We cannot do lunch. That is like a a non negotiable thing. We can't do lunch. So we got to do breakfast, and we got to do early breakfast. So
1: yeah, like I said, I would I would do. I would try to get on the walk-up list and, you know, say worst case scenario, well like what I like to do if if I'm, you know, not with somebody who's on allergy and can't eat half the, you know, ninety-five percent of the things, uh it you know, I will get a we will get like one tonga toast and split it and then get like the breakfast bounty or whatever, you know, that's got the the bacon and the potatoes and all that kind of stuff. Because to me, that Tonga toast is so rich and everything that half of it is great. And then you've got the you've got like other breakfasty stuff to do with it or something. You have some fat to cut it a little bit. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Because that's just that's a it's a lot, man. I love it. I love it. But it's a lot. But anyway, uh, you know, that's a that's an option for you if you're if you're looking for to, to try to work around that whole Kona thing.
0: Yeah, well, I'm just hoping that Mouse Dining's going to tell me that there's a million Kona breakfast reservations available soon.
1: Yes, that's that's what we will continue to hope <laughs> for. We will we will all look forward to the day when we start the podcast with, well, I got my Kona reservation and then we go from there. Right. Yeah,
0: that's the last one. Everything else on our little spreadsheet screen. So Kona's it. You'll get it. You'll get it, man. I believe in you. I think that'll do it for this episode. You can follow us on Twitter at MTM Podcast. You can like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash MTM Podcast. And you can visit us on the web at missingthemouse.co. We'll be back next week with a brand new episode. Until then, have a natural day.